It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talking Knicks. I'm joined by Big Baby David and my brother Ken, and we're here to talk about the best week of Knicks basketball this season, and that's saying a lot. Let's talk Knicks. All right. Kenny, Big Baby David, how we doing? We'll start with you first, Big Baby David, because I saw Kenny this weekend, so I mildly know how he's doing. I am doing pretty well. Came home for the weekend. Uh, So, you know, hang out with the parents, bought a new jacket. Uh, I'm not wearing it right now, but it's on my mind. Uh, (laughs) It's important in the winter to have a nice jacket. Yeah, it's kind of, the, the problem with it is it is kind of a better like fall jacket, um, and that's ending. Uh, but I hey, I do glo- like it. Global warming, man. It'll be it'll be a winter jacket soon enough. That's mm. true. Other than that, you know, that's just watching some Knicks. Gotta look on the bright side of stuff. Yeah, that sounds terrible. The the second part there. Yeah. Well, parts well. of it, I guess. This this was a good week for us, though. We'll get into that You'll, before we get there. Kenny, how are you? Uh, thanks, Big Baby David, for asking. I'm doing pretty well. Um, I, Like Greg said, I saw him this weekend. We went out to get uh, dim sum in New Haven, Connecticut. Great wall. Good place. If you guys are, if any of the listeners are in Connecticut, into dim sum, which is basically like a bunch of Chinese appetizers. They push it around in carts, and then you just like pick it as they, as they walk by. You're just like, yo, I want that. And then they put it on your table, and they... They mark it down. But it's good stuff. Highly recommend it. Saw Greg there. Um, then uh, after that, you know, not too much. I got a massage for the first time in my life. Well, I've been, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been sick for a while. And I thought, you know, why not go out, get a massage, you know, reset the whole body. And uh, it was nice. It was nice. It was, um, they did the deep tissue thing, so it was wildly painful for a bit. I don't know if you guys knew about that. Like, the painful, painful. But, yeah. And then afterwards, like, you get out and it's like, oh, I feel pretty good now. So, Well, you think it's because you just walk in there and you're, you said, hey, I've been pretty sick. Can I have a massage? And then they were like, I, I hate you. They're no, no longer driving their themselves, like, deep into your body, so you feel pretty good afterwards. Yeah, that hadn't crossed my mind, but now it does make sense because they were kind of keeping their distance and just like, just like kind of like karate chopping from as far away as possible. <laughs> so like, yeah. it, it makes sense now. No, it does. Yeah. It does. Greg, uh, I, 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 I said I saw you, but I, I don't even know what you did after that. After I saw you, uh, I think I went home and just, I don't know. I don't know what I did either. <laughs> Thought about it. I worked out. I mean, Friday night I was I was in New York because I worked out of the New York office of our our firm, and then I went to the office party for the New York office, and they did like a raffle, and they were pulling names out and saying who won, but and everyone was happy, but I didn't know any person that won because I don't work in New York. Yeah, so it was pretty t- funny. I actually I forgot to mention that to, on my intro. I I won the raffle in our New Haven office. It wasn't a raffle; it was the ugliest sweater contest. And um, I was wearing a Knicks ugly sweater that Greg got me for Christmas like two or three years right. ago. The thing is, though, like I wore the same sweater last year and no one noticed. There was an ugly sweater contest last year. No one cared. This year I did some um, – it, it was basically a lot of politics involved. Um, but I wore the shirt throughout the workday, and everyone else changed into their ugly sweater before the party. So I think that's what got me the votes because like, people would just stop me in the hallway and be like, dude, that's an ugly sweater, man. I was like, huh. yeah, I know. That's the whole point. Remember that when they're doing the voting later. They, it was Good on stuff. their minds all day leading up to yeah. the voting. Yeah, it was a little Jedi mind trick. Speaking of Jedi mind tricks, I didn't even mean to do that. Speaking <laughs> of Jedi mind tricks, let's move on to the worst part of the show where we talk about the Knicks. 
Speaking of Jedi mind tricks, the Knicks had a four-game road trip this week, and all four games were Star Wars night at their respective arenas. Portland, Golden State, Sacramento, Denver, all Star Wars night for the Knicks. I think I believe uh, whatever the last Star Wars movie's coming out or it came out. I don't know. I haven't seen a Star Wars it, movie in a I very think it long comes time. this coming weekend, maybe. I believe you, that's right. You seem like the guy on this pod that would know. I mean, I've seen I've seen all the Star Wars movies, but I'm not a Star Wars guy. So, I, but I I believe I know it's coming out around Christmas time. I don't know if it's like Christmas Day or like the weekend before Christmas. So it's coming up. I'm gonna look it up right now because. Because that's what the fans want to know. Yeah, <laughs> trying to they don't want to talk about Knicks basketball for sure. Trying to see when the Knicks, like the Madison Square Garden uh, Star Wars night. Star is. Wars it night. Just is. It would be <laughs> hilarious if that's like tomorrow. It's got to be coming up. I think that's why everyone's doing their Star Wars night. It makes sense. Does everyone have a Star Wars night? It's December 20th. Know. So December next 20th. weekend. So this upcoming the weekend, Knicks one is uh, on Friday, January fourth, when the ra- January twenty fourth rather, uh, when the That's Raptors so come to town. Yeah, it's like That's a month so after the late. movie's out. That's just like doing Star Wars night because you want to. That doesn't coincide yeah. with the release at all. Uh, ba- big baby David, I don't know we're we're filming this on uh, f- Sunday night during the Knicks game, and the Knicks just cut the lead t- to four. They were losing, and we were like, okay, we're gonna get this started, and now it's a four point game. Yeah, they were losing by like twenty. Yeah. So let's let's that's a good segue. Let's talk about the Knicks, I guess. So the Knicks started this week playing the Portland Trail Blazers and they lost by twenty eight points. A lot of it was uh, a lot of Damian Lillard hitting every single shot he wanted in the first quarter and then I I don't want to speak for all of us, but I think a lot of us gave up on watching that game, so we won't have the strongest analysis of it. Just but in in our defense we were right to do so because we ended up <laughs> I mean, that was exactly the right thing to do. Yeah. It was a 28-point loss. But, I mean, Kenny, I know you you saw Dame Time do a little bit. You were checking out that first quarter. What did you think? Yeah, I watched watched a good amount of this game, but it was so early in the week that I forgot most of it. But I do know the two things that I remember were Dame Lillard just making every shot. And every shot – it wasn't even like he was getting easy shots. They were all contested – Someone was in his face, and he was just pulling up and nailing threes. I think he he started out – he ended up 8 of 12. I think he started out like 6 for 6 from 3 or something like something that. Something like that. And and he ended up 8 of 12, 31 points. The other thing I remember was Hassan Whiteside looking like a max player and just – he was swatting every single shot that the Knicks threw up. And, like, the Knicks seemed like they had never seen a shot blocker before. Because they just kept on driving it into him and throwing it up, and he was just like swatting it away. Like I don't even know. Well, the Whiteside and the issue with what? letting Whiteside do that and look like a max player is he did it against the Knicks. So that means well, yeah. I don't know when his next free agency is, but the Knicks Coming are going to be willing to give him a max contract. <laughs> the worked old, on, worked uh, with Bargnani, giving up two firsts to get him. I don't the old talk Jerome about James. Whiteside is a expiring contract, so he'll be on the Knicks next season, fortunately. And I just want to, uh, just just to add on to that, he had five blocks against the Knicks, which you know coincides with my theory that he was blocking everything. So he had 17 points, 15 rebounds, and five blocks. And then the next game um, that the Blazers had was against Denver, and he went for 33 points, 11 rebounds, and four blocks. So like maybe that got him started, and he's he's going for that contract now. Oh, no, that's true. pretty good. I mean, I, he only what he did against the Knicks, he did in 26 minutes. So I'm sure if you extrapolate that, he would have done the same. <laughs> he yep. was plus that's 28 true. in 25, 26 minutes. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. Yeah. So the Blazers game, not the prettiest. Uh, other thing about the Blazers is that they have Carmelo Anthony. That's true. He he went for 16 points, four rebounds, uh, patented zero assists. I could say that now that he's not on our team. I actually like Carmelo Anthony a yeah. lot, but I it's, do a, like it's a fun it's a fun joke for me to say. Yeah, I think we're all mellow guys. Everyone on the pod, um, you know, he was a uh, he's been the only only big time guy who's willing to to step into the spotlight in New York. And I know, um, and 
I don't know if it was Breen who was doing the announcing, but whoever was doing the announcing was like making a note that like he looked a little tight and a little nervous, a little amped up. I think it was actually Wally, which you know now that I'm thinking about it, he's the worst, worst, uh, <laughs> worst guy that we have out there announcing games. So I, I feel <laughs> bad about bringing that up. They, uh, yeah, I mean, given was was this right after Mello got Player of the Week, or was that the week before? Um, I think it might that might have been the week before. Yeah, but he's been playing really well. So relative to that, it was a, a, a rather pedestrian night for him. But he did hit three or four from behind the arc. So he he certainly didn't have a bad night. Just uh, not what he was looking for against the Knicks, and uh, just not anything special in totality. Yeah. So during Carmelo's uh, his stay with the the Blazers thus far, he's he's got a positive real plus minus when he's on the floor, and the Blazers have a negative real plus minus when he's off the floor, which means he's doing a good job. Which yep. I'm sh- I'm sure none of the Knicks so know hockey what that's like. Hmm. All right, for the Knicks sat side of the story, our leading scorer was Julius Randle with 15 points, which is uh, unimpressive to say the least, but. Um, Trier made an appearance, uh, and he scored 13 points in 14 minutes, as he always does. And after that, he returned to his role as the the guy who sits at the end of the bench. So that's that's a cla- classic Trier. Yeah, and that's a joke. I don't know if it was it was one of you guys or maybe it was Jake who said like that. That's something that we're gonna expect to happen, right? Like he's just gonna. He's sit the last guy on game. the bench. <laughs> last guy on yeah. the bench or the focal point of the offense. Yeah, those are, those are the two options, and, you know, hey, he was team best negative one on the plus minus, so <laughs> good uh. job. Good job, Isozo. No, but uh, that's, that's funny. That's always funny. At least that means everybody on the team did a bad job. Except for a him. good thing? He did a good job. I don't know. Uh, enough about that game. I mean, we didn't want to talk about that game to begin with, so. Let's talk about <laughs> the Knicks. The Knicks' first win. I think they ended like a ten-game losing streak or something. I don't, I don't know. Something in that range. Something around there. It was bad. Um, after oh, after the Blazers lost, Knicks were four and twenty. We should mention that. Yeah. Four twenty playing the Blazers. Four and twenty because of the Blazers. Blazers. Uh, so they play this Warriors team. Keeping it mellow. They, they win one hundred and twenty-four to one hundred and twenty-two. In overtime. And the the bad part of them winning in overtime is that I was watching this game, and they were winning by 22 points in the second quarter. They were up 18 at halftime. Third quarter was bad. It was just like uh, you wouldn't want to watch that. But, for, <laughs> let's I mean, let's talk about the positives. That first half, like I mentioned, they went up 22, went up 18, uh, 18 at halftime. Everybody was doing a good job. Ball was flowing. Ball was moving around. Everybody doing great. Marcus Morris ends this game with 36 points. He put the team on his back, and it was great. Um, Big Baby David, I know you watched this whole thing, so let's hear what you got. Um, It was uh, the first good R.J. Barrett game in a little while. Not that he was uh, explicitly awful or whatever over a long trend, but he had, like, back-to-back, like, real down games. So, bounced back, picked up 22 points. I think, like, I want to say 18 of those were in the first half, so so the second half kind of sucked, but I guess that was the whole Knicks. Um, hmm. while also getting 10 boards. So a double-double for him. Uh, I believe it was his first 20-point double-double. Uh, and 3 of 5 from 3. So that was that was all good stuff. Good to see. Yep, and he tied his career high with 22 points again. Right. Um, which is good. He had 22 against Charlotte early, earlier this year. First game of the season, he had 21 against the Spurs. So it's good to see him getting back to scoring. Kenny, you got any thoughts on this game? I don't know how much of it you saw or what you, uh, you can read out of the box score. Yeah, I mean, I didn't – I think this was during the week, and I, I have been sick, and I think this started at 10.30 at night, so I actually did not catch any and, of this game. And, and the Knicks are terrible at basketball. And the Knicks are terrible at basketball. And it was the second so night of the back-to-back. No, it was the first night. First, oh, no, it was the this second This was the night. second. You're right. You're right. Sorry. And so the – the one thing that I did notice was I, I got up in the morning, I uh, checked the box score. I was like, oh, they won. That's cool. And then I looked. I saw Frank played 13 minutes, two points, didn't. And then uh, I, I hopped on the Twitter machine, and people were not happy with Frank's perpo- performance, which is 
kind of at odds of how they've been for Frank all season. They've been pretty supportive and happy with kind of his his progress. And I, well, I think this might have been the game where Greg was Greg texted me and was just telling me how bad Frank was. So that's that's a downer. But um, I'm I'm pumped about Marcus Morris with the the 36 points, and I'm a little disappointed that he's playing tonight and not hasn't been traded yet because you got to yeah. get those those big games out. Yeah, and uh, Frank in that third quarter. I mean, it was a team effort, as I mentioned in the third quarter. The Knicks were winning by 18 at at halftime, and they were down to uh, seven going into the fourth quarter. So, I think the Knicks had like 10 turnovers in the the, the third quarter alone. The turnover battle was 18 turnovers for the Knicks, eight turnovers by the Warriors, which is bad. <laughs> but also. The biggest thing to mention about this game is how Knicks it was. Knicks were winning by five points with 15 seconds left in the game. So you'd think they would just win in regulation, but they they had to be the Knicks, as Knicks as they can. Uh, R.J. Barrett ends up following Alec Burke. Alec Burks shooting at three. Uh, He makes all three free throws. R.J. Barrett gets fouled. Only makes one out of two. And then D'Angelo Russell ties the game with uh, a couple seconds left when we, we go on our way to overtime. So lo- losing a five-point lead in 14 seconds is always unfortunate. So, I mean, at that, point, at that point, you have to assume the Knicks are going to lose in overtime. But somehow they battled That's, through. They got that is how the know, new, coach, new coach, and they won somehow. You never expect a team that blows that five-point lead. With under 15 seconds left to win. Once it went to OT, I had no confidence the Knicks were going to come out and win that game. And at the time, I tweeted it in like the first quarter of that game. If they didn't win that game, I don't think I'd have been confident they'd win another one. And they just tied this game. Yeah. <clears throat> and so this game, I'm, I'm on delay, so I'm missing out. So the craziest part about the Knicks beating the Warriors is that the Warriors. After this game happened, the Knicks were five and twenty, and the Warriors were five and twenty-one. So there's a team out there that is worse than the Knicks. And right now, at this point of the season, there's three teams with the same record as the Knicks, or there was at the beginning of today, and the Warriors are worse than the Knicks. So us Knicks fans, we think that there can't possibly be anything worth worse going on. But apparently, other people are dealing with the same stuff as us, and. Warriors fans have it even worse somehow. But like yeah, that being, honestly, when you're able when winning two games like adds fifty percent to your win total, like that's a big shift. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's a big shift. And right now they're only six games back of the eight spot. Just throwing that out there. Striking distance. Everybody keep keep your eyes on the the playoff standings. Like and I know we do. <laughs> yep. Got to. Yeah, at this moment, right. Atlanta and New Orleans already lost today, so there's a little bit of separation. So, this game is an important one. All right, I'm gonna walk through this uh, this box score a little more. Julius Randle, 24 and 13. Marcus Morris, 36 and 10. R.J. Barrett, 22 and 10, as BBD mentioned. Uh, Bobby Portis, 15 off the bench. Alfred Payton, 14 off the bench. And I think Alfred Payton is the big talking point in in this game. Yeah. And. Uh, in these this this past week, I mean, he's come back, he's healthy, and he looks good. And uh, Dennis Smith Jr. didn't play in that one due to an illness. I don't think he played in the the Kings game due to a DNP CD. So Alfred Payton is a big part of this team, and we'll see, he's going to get a lot of minutes going forward. So BBD, what what did you see from Alfred Payton? I know we all like what we've seen. Oh. Yeah, I mean, right now the way next up four. The uh, <laughs> up four. The way he's playing right now uh, this week is looking like he did in those, what, what was it, four games before he got yeah. hurt, um, where yeah. we were talking about how we really liked watching him play with the rest of this team, and we felt confident with him and wanted him to be the starter, clearly. Um, and, yeah, getting back to that after – however many weeks off and, and a couple of games now under his belt. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I know I watched the very first game of the season. He came off the bench, and I think Trier started that game. But 
<laughs> he he just played great defense and he was running, he was stealing the ball, running up and down the court. And immediately we were like, this this is the starting point guard of this team, and he may still be. He may be. Uh, I know Frank right now. He's a big part. Frank's part of the development, so a lot of people want to see him still starting. But Alfred Payton coming off the bench is is. It's going to be interesting with this uh, this guard rotation. I mean, we say it every single week, but we, right now you got Dennis Smith Jr. sitting. Alfred Payton's going to play. I think Frank's going to play. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. So, and Have you I'll, got any thoughts? Yeah, I'll say my, my thoughts on this is I think Frank has done – I mean, he, he had a pretty bad week this week up until today, but um, I think he's done enough to kind of – that they can't really demote him. Um, understanding that right now Alfred Payton looks like he's been playing better. Uh, so I think it's going to be one of those situations where Frank might play less minutes, but I think he's going to continue to start. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it also might be kind of a, a showcase thing for Alfred Payton where he's not on a long-term contract. He can easily be gone at the end of the season, so they might get him as many minutes as he can and then ship him off for anything they can get, and then that resolves the whole issue, and Dennis Smith Jr. comes back in as the as the backup. Yeah, being able to, especially early in games, like Frank gets those minutes against starters, but when Peyton comes in the first time, he's playing with like the second unit where he's kind of clearly the best player out there while he's out there, sort of. And you get Pey- uh. you get Peyton out there with Mitch Robinson. That's that's yeah. good. Yeah, get him a, a get a guy to just lob to as a as a backup plan. And, and that has that has been something that I like. I've toyed with the idea. I don't I don't know how much it makes sense, but I this the second unit is worse players, but they're better constructed to like play basketball. Like it's Mitch Robinson, and then it's Alfred Payton and three shooters, and Knox, Portis, and Dotson. So, like, that's mm-hmm. a much better construction for a basketball team than having Morris and Randall and then, you know, Taj Gibson, who's – I don't I don't really know his role. I, I like him, but I don't know – he's more of a defensive guy, not really contributing in the offense. And R.J. Barrett, who's also a ball-dominant guy. So, like, from the point guard perspective, I think – I mean, Frank is much less of a ball-dominant guy, so maybe it makes sense to have him in with those guys. Um, but the other potential uh, thing there is Alfred Payton's much more – you know, attuned to to you know um, monitoring the game and and keeping everyone in check. So maybe it makes more sense to have him with those guys. But it's just it's it's an interesting thing that I've thought about. Like maybe maybe Frank would be better served to be playing with a better constructed lineup like the second unit, even though you know the skill level of that unit is is less. Interesting. But I like I mean I like him starting, so it's tough to say. Yeah, I mean, we, this whole year we've said the Knicks have have too many okay players, and it's just tough to just to juggle. Um, well, anybody, I mean, I don't think there's anything left to say about that Warriors game. It was almost the most devastating thing since <laughs> since the loss to the Pacers. Yep. Earlier last week, that's the life of a Knicks fan. You have to assume they were going to lose that that game when it went into overtime, but it didn't. Yeah, and at this point, I'm basically just stalling just to to figure out what happens in in the current Knicks game. So, <laughs> yeah, currently the Knicks are winning 93 to 89, and they had been losing this game by 20 points in the first half. So, we'll, we'll keep you updated. Um, next game of the of the of this uh, week was against the Kings. Knicks won this one again. First back to back wins of the season. Knicks win 103-101. The Knicks at one point in the third quarter were losing by 16 points. And so, uh, I mean, this Knicks teams, you always – you. if Fisdale was still here, that 16-point deficit turns into a 30-point deficit and we lose the game. Can I just but, jump in? Can I jump yeah. in with what's going on in the, the Knicks game? They're having Frank shoot the the technical free throw on a, on a three-second violation, which is wild to me. It's a wild it's, thing. It says more about Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett than, than it does about Frank. <laughs> Marcus uh, Morris yeah, isn't on right. the floor right now. That's so I'm what assuming. it is. I thought, I thought I thought Morris was on the floor, but Knox is on the floor. Great yeah. pass. He, he made it. He made the free throw. Yeah, I yeah. still would have guessed Knox first. I guess, but I do recall early in the season, um, Clyde had a comment about how Frank's one of the better free throw shooters on the team. He just doesn't get to the line that much. Um, That's a good pass. So that might just Ooh. still be his perception on this team. 
Julius uh, I feel like we're 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 gonna start just uh, commentating this game that nobody. <laughs> Everyone, nobody's this, watching. this game will already have happened by the time that this drops. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the Kings. Well, yeah, Knicks losing. Knicks were losing by sixteen. Came back and won this game. Big fourth quarter comeback. Julius Randle had a great game. Dotson was in there. Shoot, I know he had a. Great game off the bench. He was plus seventeen. Another another Alfred Payton show. Uh, this was this game was a a big time performance by the bench. Uh, everybody coming off the bench has a positive plus minus. Everybody who starts has a negative plus minus, which you know that'll happen. But it's interesting. Uh, Dotson plus seventeen. Alfred Payton plus nineteen. Mitchell Robinson plus five. Knox plus six. Bobby Portis plus nine. Good game. Mark, and it's, it's interesting the Knicks were able to win without their best player going off, Marcus Morris. Morris ends this game with 10 points after his 35-point game against the Warriors. 36-point game against the Warriors, sorry. But their theoretical best player that we thought coming into the season had a pretty good game, Julius yeah, Randle. He had a great game. That was his best complete game of the season. I think everyone kind of agrees yep. on that. Only two turnovers, which – it's good. 26 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists to go with those two turnovers. We'll take that all day. I mean, and when Julius Randle does a good job, you're like, this guy's pretty good. But a lot of times he's just out of control. He's just spinning around and losing his dribble. But the pro- yeah, yeah, I've, mentioned, I've mentioned this to you guys, and I don't know uh, how many of our listeners are, listeners are on Reddit, but it's, it's the only place I've seen it. Like, I'm on Nick's Reddit, I'm on Nick's, Nick's Twitter, and the nickname that Reddit gave Julius Randle was Dubious Handles. <laughs> which I found hilarious because he's got dubious handles and it's very close to his name. So I just, for any I listeners who haven't that. heard that, that's a great, great Reddit to find. Handle. <laughs> the the, the, the right. problem with Randall is that, you know, he's, he's broken out several like good games or like, you know, impressive halves of basketball. And it feels like a bonus. We feel good when he does that, except we're, paying him a salary or someone who is supposed to do that every game and be playing him in a role where he's supposed to do that every game. Um, so, you know, judgment's a little off, sort of like how we had such a low bar set for Frank. We're starting to have kind of a lower bar set for Randall, except we also still kind of hate him so much. That'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, happen. Uh, BBD, you want to walk us through this comeback? If, if – from whatever you remember of it, uh, no, we were down 16, down eight going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Kings have been hot. They'd beaten the the Rockets earlier this week and another good team who I, I don't recall. Yeah, and the but. Kings are like a pretty good team. You know, there was a lot of people. There are a lot of people's like chic pick to sneak into the uh, back end of the Western Conference playoffs, which probably won't happen. I don't know where their standings are right now. They're in the, they're in the seventh. They're okay, they're there right now. now. Three games under five hundred. Weak West. Um, yeah. The bot- the bottom half of the the or the bottom couple spots in the West actually are pretty not great. I mean, uh, the Spurs have been underperforming. The the Blazers have been underperforming. The Timberwolves are who knows, but those are the guys who are trailing the Suns and Kings, and the Thunder are about to sell. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna ship some stuff off. Yeah, right now the only under 500 team in the playoffs from the East is Orlando. Um, yeah, it, the weird part is I like don't remember how the comeback really happened other than just kind of, I don't know, Randall was doing his thing and three-pointers were were falling way more than usual. Um, and everyone else, everyone was just kind of doing their job. But it's sort of not notable for me. I was also kind of going back and forth between that and the uh, Timberwolves comeback against the Clippers. Those two comebacks coincided pretty well. So my brother and I were watching those two games and uh, only watching one at once on one at a time on uh, on TV. So that uh, that yeah. hurt my analysis of it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I mean, it looks it looks like it was a nice, slow and steady comeback in this fourth quarter. The next start of this quarter. Down by eight, slow and steady. They eventually tied it 93-93 with 5.22 left. So, I mean, it took seven minutes to, to get those eight points back, but it was, it was just chipping away. 
and the Knicks got up 95-93. Knicks eventually built a, a five-point lead with 9.1 seconds left. Uh, Morris had to tip in a R.J. Barrett missed shot, which was good. You know, I remember that. He ran right down the lane. R.J. Barrett tried to hit a layup, went off, came off the top of the rim. Marcus Morris popped out of nowhere, tipped it in. Knicks up by five. And that's where we had the Warriors in the previous game. But we were able to hold this one on in regulation and win it. Um, yeah, the, so, I mean, uh, that's what we – Yeah, that Randall put back was kind of the the moment that everyone was like, okay, they're winning this game. I'm trying to find the uh, person who tweeted it, but I really enjoyed the, the tweet someone had that was uh, – that – uh, that put back by Randall wouldn't have happened if Fisdale was still coach because it would have just been an yeah. air ball from Ellington. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's uh, funny. This was Morris with the laugh. putback. But, yeah, that's... Yes, I, that's right. I, I don't want to talk about Morris or Ellington ever on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, He's been out, so it's been kind of like a he's fun been out. week. He's been injured. Um, I said previously that Smith missed this game. DNPCD, but it looks like reevaluating the box score that it was a DNP illness. So he's still so, still sick. I guess it's one day. Still later. sick. Or yeah. no, the Kings <laughs> game wasn't one day later. It was two days. Idiot. All right, and now we get to the Nuggets game, which is currently happening. Which we're all like trying to do this podcast while trying to watch the Knicks come back down from down twenty. Which has been difficult. I'm sure you've all noticed. <laughs> I don't know how You're we're like, doing. This is going to be a weird <laughs> podcast in the morning. When people are like, we already know they won this game. Or we already know they lost this game. Yeah, One this of those game games. happened 12 hours ago for the listeners. It's been interesting. Because the Knicks were losing by 11 points after the first quarter. And, I mean, I guess we're not used to this coach yet. You know, if yeah. this is Fisdale, 11 points you're losing in the first quarter. You're losing by 44. That's, that's <laughs> that happens. That well, happens. Especially Twice. when the second quarter in a week. was also like like worse to watch. I had less yeah. fun watching <laughs> the follow-up. So after a change and didn't immediately happen, I didn't expect one to happen later. And we're playing against one of the best teams in the West. The Nuggets were the two seed in the West last year, and they're 16-8 and eight right now. And they're just a good team. And they're on the second night of a back-to-back, which is good. Um but I mean, let's see. What yeah, happens. and I mean, th- I think this could also be some of our our best analysis because the game is fresh. It's as fresh as it gets because we're watching it while we're podcasting it. Yeah, it's, um, it's too fresh. Knicks were losing by sixteen at halftime, and they're now winning by two with four fifty-seven left on my TV. Um, that's what I've big got. Big baby David maybe ahead. Good. And now I guess let's just sit in silence while we watch the rest of the game. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we could talk about what's happened to this game to this point. Um, and when we started watching this podcast, I very much uh, said to you guys, I have been watching this entire game, and all I know is that Frank and Knox have been playing well, and we're down by 20. So yeah. this is this is a Frank and Knox game. Um, or it was a Frank and Knox game to start with. There's, some, there's been some, some action since then from uh, some bigger names than that. But I think Frank in the first half had um, 12 points on, I think it was uh, four or five shooting and two or three from three, which was good. And I don't remember Knox's stat line at the, at the half, but he's now has 10 points on five of eight shooting currently uh, with four I think rebounds. he had eight. I think he had eight on four for seven shooting. So Yeah, Made so between the more. two of them, they had, they had 20 at the half. And Knox had some nice dunks or at least one nice dunk that I, I remember seeing. And Frank uh, was playing some great D, had a couple steals, had a, a, a pick six the other way, and uh, hit a couple threes, which, which you'd like to see, particularly after his, his last, two ga- or last three games this, uh, this week where I think he had two points in each game. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, he had four. He had two points in the last four games coming into this game. So it was interesting to sh- see him getting the double figures in the first half. But he, I mean, he, he was running up and down the court. I mean, they were running the break. It looked good. Yeah, and he, yeah. had, he had a very nice pass to to Taj Gibson earlier during this comeback. He was aggressive yeah. early in the game too. He took, I think, he took a three on the first possession or something like that. Yeah, close it's to good. it. It's good to see. Um, 
on the other side of things, and then that first half when the Knicks went down by so much, it was it was ugly. The the Nuggets were moving the ball around. They were hitting everything. They were just getting whatever they wanted inside. Mason Plumley had 12 points with about four and a half left. I know Mike Breen said his season high is 15. Uh, he had started the game six for six. Right now he's six of eight. So tightened up. He only, the had, he only has 14 points, but those two uh, two more points were from the free throw line. So. We were able to slow down Mason Plumley in the second half, and that's been our key to the game. Mason, uh, the rest of the team. I mean, the Nuggets have always been a, a well-rounded team. And by always, I mean these last couple of years when they've they've started their their playoff push. Um, Jeremy Grant, 11 points. Jokic, 21. Barton, 16. Gary Harris, 15. Uh, Jamal Murray, typically their their leading scorer, only has nine. So that that's been a big part of this as well. He's four for 12. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. averaging 4.3 points on the season. He had uh, six in the first half, I think, in about four minutes, which was pretty funny because they, they were like, this guy doesn't even play. But he just came in, and and he was having a career a career game against the Knicks, as as everyone does. Yeah, um, I, I jokingly said that. I jokingly said it wasn't a Nwaba because it was already garbage time, but <laughs> the Knicks came back. This is interesting. I don't know. Now they're losing by two. 102, 100. Timeout, Knicks. 346 left. So you guys just want to, like, talk and hang out for a while? (laughs) (laughs) This is difficult. I I feel like we've talked about this game, but it's still happening. So I can't. So, I mean, we just hit a three. uh, You guys want to move on to awards and then just come back to this game as it it? becomes relevant? Um, I think the only other point I've got on this game seems like a lot of what's happened uh, in the half-watching, half-talking to you guys I've been doing during this comeback is that uh, Marcus Morris, again, woke up a little bit in the second half. He's up to 22 points. Don't know what he had in the first half, but I feel like it couldn't have been a good number. Um, it was less than 12 because Frank led the led the team with 12 points at the half. Okay, so he, he at least already matched what he did in the first half. Yeah, um, and I'll... I'll I'll say this as well as just one other note on the game is um, coming down the stretch. Frank came out, and Alfred Payton is is seems to be closing this one out. Um, maybe they'll go offense defense at the end, but it looks like it's going to be Payton's game to win or lose at the helm. And another thing about this game, they just showed the last time the Knicks won in Denver was in 2006, and Jamal Crawford hit a a crazy three with about under 10 seconds left. That's a long time ago. Uh, <clears throat> did you did you happen ago. to catch what month in 2006 that was? I did not. Trying to figure out, trying to figure out if I was eight or nine years old when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Important information for the listeners out there. I think Big oh Baby David God. just wants all of you to know when his birthday is, so you guys can send him presents. So just tell him, da- Big Baby David. Uh, it, it's not till July. We got time. I thought of, I thought the present would be Kevin Durant, but that was. That was a mistake to think that would happen. Uh, everyone has time to remember that July is when Big Baby David's birthday is. Oh, no. My, uh, just so you guys know, my birthday is in January, so I'll be expecting uh, my presents to come anytime now. This is very way. tough to do this do this podcast yeah, right now. They're like in crunch. <laughs> we, had, we had no way to know that this game would be interesting. They were down by 20. Like, I... You know, I mean, I thought, maybe that's one. Th- I thought like toughest case scenario, the Knicks would like get this to like w- to like an eight point deficit at one point, but then like immediately lose it again and go back down coach. to twenty. Got to take it, um, take that factor in. So one thing we could talk about is this: the grit, this newfound grit and effort from this Knicks team that we just didn't see when Fizdale was the coach. I, it's it's weird, to just. A different coach could just make you try harder. Uh, <laughs> it's it's that's like the very first thing I've noticed from Mike Mike Miller. Um, and we're starting to I, get I, out of the you know point in time where you can credit that to just trying to impress him because it just started. Because this is now what is fifth game? Yep, yeah, this is game five. So I mean, so see Pacers, what's happening Pacers in a week. Game, but. Yeah, Pacers game, a lot of effort. Blazers game was the blowout where we were all like, oh, no, it's still the same old Knicks. It wasn't Fizdale's fault. 
But that I mean, that was the ga- Dame Lillard game, so nothing we could could have done about that. Uh, I mean, then we had the solid effort against the the Warriors. I mean, at least the first half, and then we pulled it out in overtime. Great effort against the Kings, who were hot. Uh, now this is good. Another good effort. It's this is this is this is why we're so shocked right now because we just haven't seen this. The last two games that the Knicks played under Fisdale, they lost both games by over thirty points. And yeah. that's and I think I mean you wonder. I mean we could we could talk about the the coaching situation. It seems like a, a relevant topic right now. Is like you wonder how much of it is. You know, changes he's made, and I know you guys talked about some of that last week, um, and I know that Tom has tweeted out a lot about, you know, the different schemes and things like that, and how much of it is just, you know, the shakeup and going from, from complacent to, to a completely different situation. So, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just in shock from what I'm seeing, because this is just a different basketball team. Uh, they have all the, all the same players, but it's different. Yeah, so I guess it's. I'll break out this stat now. So, uh, Jonathan Macri tweeted this after the Kings game. So the Knicks had 24 assists against the Kings. At the time, it was the third time in the last four games. They have 19 assists tonight with what a minute and a half to go. So they probably won't get there. Um, so three times in the last five games under uh, Mike Miller. Uh, and that hadn't happened since two seasons ago when Hornacek was still in charge. So that's two coaches ago. Um, and their assist-to-turnover ratio is uh, has been seventh in the NBA since Mike Miller took over, not including today's action. And before it was 29th which out of 30 teams means it was the second worst. So they're they're taking care of the ball and moving around, making better decisions uh, with Mike Miller in charge. And I suppose it's still a small sample size, so it could just be a random patch of good. But Yeah, but it, it's, it can't be random enough. I mean, it just this is a thing that literally never happened yeah. this season <laughs> plus when David Fisdale had. And even if you don't have good players, they can still pass the ball. But I, and they, yeah, they, they could still, still just not to pass to the other if team to all that often. Yeah, if I'm <laughs> playing, if I'm playing devil's advocate, um, how much of it do you attribute to Alfred Payton, who played maybe three games again under Fisdale? He got injured early in the season, and then he, I, I think he had one game under Fisdale before Fisdale got fired. So, and he he's kind of been a steadying presence on the offense, and he he is a. A pass first kind of guy. So, how how much credit do you guys give him? I mean, he's definitely been helpful, but I mean, it's they're also be a substantial part. But the they're new changing coach. the pace. The point guards yeah, weren't was, really the problem as far as who was turning the ball over either. It was yeah, sort of um, Julius Randle leading the world in turnovers as well. All right, as an update to this game, the Knicks were winning one hundred to ninety eight with five minutes and fifty seven seconds left. They are now losing 107 to 100 with a minute left, which means they haven't scored in about five minutes. Yeah, I believe I out? am ahead of you, so some bad news on that one. It's now 109 to 100. The Knicks have not scored a, po- a point in over five minutes. When did they take Frank out, I wonder? I'm gonna. I'm just going <laughs> to use this as my, my wild, biased Frank opinion situation because that I is when, right that about when they took him out the Knicks, the Knicks took out Frank with 615 left and scored their last two points with 557 left They're weird huh 11 it's a 16 to so. run over the last 630 of the game so the Knicks scored two points in the last 630 of the game all right well, so not, the Knicks not so fast. currently down Currently down nine with ten seconds to go, according to ESPN. I'm a little bit behind that on my my feed. So we got we could have just completely ignored what was going on in the Knicks game, like we had originally intended to. It turns but, out uh, to not matter at all. It doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's not matter. even a real comeback, kinda. Uh, just, well, that was quite interesting. Yeah. The Knicks came back 
from down 20, took a two-point lead. I, I think they were more up by more than two. It was one point. I think they were up by I think they took a five-point lead. Yeah. Five, yeah. 98 to 93, the Knicks took a lead with 7-11 left. And then they lost. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. We had fun, though. Tough so break. This is Technically, this, is this game's not it's been over. It's been I better mean, to watch than the product that they had previously been putting on the floor. I guess the trend, another trend I've noticed under Mike Miller is they're having these stretches of ball, the ball not actually going through the basket, which is the objective. Um, but you can't necessarily blame the coach for the ball not going through the basket. In those stretches, they've played yep. solid enough defense. Uh, and I'll say that they did. Defense. They they had they had some good looks there at the end. I don't know if they're the players that you want to have shooting in. Although, like I think Alfred Payton had an open three. Uh, R.J. Barrett had a couple like decent looks from three, and maybe they're not uh, not the shooters that you want to have it. But they were good looks. So, what are you, you going to do? Can't change who the players are. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we can move on from this game. This is a, it's been an adventurous pod. Yeah. Um, I guess it's award season, right? Yep. Award what do you guys got? Well, Big baby David, you got you 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 seem to be I'm pumped about your at award. The bit for my award. So, uh, this award is called the Sam Hinkie Award, sponsored by Wagyu. <laughs> any guesses? Can't uh, even imagine. Any guesses who this one goes to? No. (laughs) (laughs) This award goes to Kevin Knox because in the Kings game, you might recall if you've been scouring my Twitter, he had a weird uh, put-back dunk situation, um, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't count for the Knicks. Technically healed, (laughs) like got a hand on it, but he healed. But like. Uh, you watch that. I, I I can't see where Heald controlled the ball into the hoop. I can only see where Knox, like, <laughs> like pr- with authority, flushed that through uh, through the net. Um, and, you know, they ended up winning the game. But at the time, I mean, you know, Kevin, that it's really going to set us back if you just <laughs> score for the other uh, team. That's not <laughs> going to help. He's trying to – Trust the process, man. Uh, that uh, and that play when I tweeted out that video became like my best basketball video ever as far as uh, Twitter views. So I enjoyed it a lot. Good job. I think you got it. Got shared by Yahoo. Yahoo. NBA uh, Yahoo NBA SI. They both. They all use it. They both tagged me in it. So that was nice of them. So and I'll. So that was cool. If I can, if I can add something, I'll say that I was watching. Um, I check. I was look. You mentioned that that happened, so I went to ESPN to look for the highlight, and ESPN had it labeled as Buddy Healed with a putback dunk, and then like the next day, I was looking at the Knicks, Knicks uh, stats again, and the same highlight was labeled Kevin Knox dunks on the wrong hoop. So <laughs> I think you single-handedly made that happen. You're an influencer. Yeah. Wow. That, uh, right Instagram. 189,000 views on Twitter. I saw it going around, wow. make the rounds on Reddit a little bit. So I don't even know. A, I don't even know 189,000 people. <laughs> yeah, when you're really popular like me, you get to know this many people. Anyway, uh, that's enough. Very good. That's enough jacking myself off. And um, just, just for the, <laughs> just for the people. Uh, Wagyu is a reference to the show The Characters on Netflix, a Tim Robinson episode. Um, watch it, and then you so can be our friend. Yeah, if you're a fan of I Think You Should Leave, which we reference all the time, it's very similar to that. It's just one episode of a different show that's very similar. Yeah, it's essentially like he made the episode of The Characters, and they were like, that's pretty good. You can have your own show and continue to do that. Think. I think Sounds that's like more or seems less like how it. it happened. It has to be. Kenny, you got an award? Uh, do you want to give one? Because I have two that I can. And if you decide that your award is one of the guys I'm going to give it to, then 
I'll now you go. You, you you give them both. I'll make one up on the spot. All right, my I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the what the hell's going on here award. <laughs> <laughs> Smells bad. Smells bad. And that actually applies to what I'm talking about. And that's uh, my boy Frankie. My boy Frankie. And I started giving you guys this stat before the game and then um, stopped because Greg said, you should save this for the pod because we're not going to have anything to talk about because... He didn't realize we were going to spend an hour talking about the, the game that was currently happening because it got would get exciting. Um, but this uh, the three games before before the this Nuggets game because the stats aren't up yet. Um, the worst second worst plus minus on the team for the week per game was negative nine point seven for R.J. Barrett. Um, the first worst was Frank who was negative 17.7, which is, which is eight points worse than the second worst player, <laughs> which is pretty bad. Um, and Frank only played 17 and a half minutes per game. And I'm going to go through each game here, starting with the Blazers game, negative 21 in 18 uh, minutes. The Warriors game, which they won, he was negative 10. The Kings game, which they also won, he was negative 22. So those are bad. And then tonight he had a team best plus 10 in a game that they lost by six. So what the hell's going on out there? Minus 22 (laughs) in a win is amazing. In 21 minutes. Yeah. I don't even, I, I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but I mean, we, we say all the time and, and uh, this is a thing for Tom is, he would be remiss if we didn't mention this. Uh, that single game plus minus are hard to hard to gauge. Even a three game sample is tough, but you know, negative twenty two, negative twenty one, and negative ten, and and two of those games are wins. That's that's not great. But I mean, I think the eye test kind of bore that out in the <clears throat> in a couple of those games where Frank just didn't look good. Tonight he looked good, and again, eye test bears it out. He was plus ten. And uh, in a game that the Knicks lost, so just a weird, confusing thing that's going on. Certainly right. pops off the page. All right, you got you got another award you wanted to give, or you want me to go? Do you, it, you can give one out, and then if you don't give it out, uh, it's something I think we should talk about. So I'll I'll uh, all right, I'll give mine out. Go for it. Mine is uh, the Thanks for Coming Award, and it goes to everyone on the Knicks except for. <laughs> Frank, um, that's about it. Frank, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, and R.J. Barrett. December 15th has officially come. Players who were signed in the offseason can now be traded. So thank you for your service to all the players on the Knicks. You're officially on the chopping block, so get ready. Hopefully we don't know when the Knicks are going to make a move, um, but I assume it'll be – It'll be coming by January. They may. There will be the, the thing something is, soon-ish. Yeah, you have, you have to they gotta, the one. The one thing is you, you're scared that they want to hold on to stuff until the trade deadline when more value comes, but that's also could be a double-edged sword because our players could get worse, or Marcus Morris could get worse mm. is the one thing. Everyone else has been bad enough that they can't get any worse. And the other guys – we assume we'll get better once at least one person can, is moved off the roster and more time opens up their minutes. As is yeah. on – it's been almost 160 days since the last NBA trade, um, which is the longest drought since 1968, not including lockouts. So it, with whether or not it's the Knicks, uh, TBD, but – I mean, somebody's making a trade soon across in this in this league. Yeah, yeah, and I I agree very much with what Big Baby David said at the start there that uh, once we trade, presumably Morris, uh, and there had there was a, I don't know if it was Woj, but someone attributed it to Woj was suggesting that he would go to um, the Clippers for Harrell, uh, Mo Harkless, and a first. No. Not Harrell. No, no. Harrell's good. Not Harrell. 
Who Patterson. was it? Patterson. Patterson. Patrick um, And that's – so, like, that would be a good trade for the Knicks. I mean, I, I don't care for either Patterson or um, Harkless, but I care for first-round picks, so that would be nice. And once you once that those minutes clear up and kind of that style of play that Marcus Morris is a more ball dominant player he has been on the Knicks more so than anywhere else you figure that other players will start to you know some of the players who aren't getting minutes will get minutes and you'll give them more of an opportunity to showcase themselves and then you'll be able to sell them for more uh, which would be nice hopefully and we we're hoping that a lot of these people are gone. Be hopefully, nice. right? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. I mean, I mean, even if we like, I like Taj Gibson and Marcus Morris are the two guys that we like. Yeah, but that's why they should be traded yeah. because other yeah. teams probably like them too. They probably can watch the Knicks play too, and they say, "Wow!" <laughs> and <laughs> I like, we, I guess they we do like have, those two guys. <laughs> I guess they do have like the second year options. So if we don't get an offer we like, you, you can yeah pick those options up and uh, yeah. try this again next year. But uh, why? Yeah do that so morris is morris is the only one of the guys on the one-year deal everyone else has a second year yeah, option. Every, everyone else can be kept if the knicks decide to keep them yeah yeah we'll see what they do yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna give my last award quickly because uh, i think it's something that that should be mentioned and it's the trust the progress award which i'm going to give to Mitchell Robinson, who I think we're we're pretty proud of because, and they've been talking about it a lot in the last few games, is he has not been fouling much in the last few games, which was such a huge problem for him, uh, pretty much throughout his career to this point. Um, and there was an earlier uh, article earlier this year or this season by I think it was maybe Tommy Beers or something or someone that was saying he could be the best player on the Knicks if he could stay on the court, but he can't because he keeps fouling people. So, um, let's see. Tonight he had – where is it? Sorry. Tonight Mitchell Robinson had four personal fouls, which has been his most in a while. Played 25 minutes. Against the Kings, two personal fouls in 25 minutes. Against the Warriors, three personal fouls in 30 minutes. Portland, three personal fouls in 27 minutes. Indiana, one personal foul in 25 minutes. Zero against Denver last time they played in 30 minutes. So that's that's a good that's progress, and that's what we want to see. Hasn't good. fouled out in the Mike Miller era. Yeah, Mike, Mike Miller true. era is different. I feel like I've had a very negative tone this entire episode, but this is this was by far the best week of the Knicks season. It's been lost, the most well, we, watchable. We only basketball. lost one game by twenty-eight points, which is a new record for us. Usually, it's in the thirties. Yeah, two two wins, two close wins. Uh, close wins. I mean, all wins are hard to come by, but close close games have always been, or this season they've been a struggle. As we've struggled down the stretch of a lot. And no, you were right. They've Should always we? been rather difficult for the Knicks. Those close. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, always. Um, and then this six-point loss where the Knicks battled back. So it's, it's very interesting. Uh, hopefully we adjust to it. This, is a, this basketball team is bearable to watch, I would say. Yeah. Re- of yeah, late, it's been, been worth my, the time I've taken to watch them play basketball, <laughs> which has not always been the case. Uh, yeah, it's this good. has been the most watchable basketball I've seen from the Knicks in a long time. Crazy. I I mean, all of last season, (laughs) the entire Fizdale era. This is better than that. Fizdale era, the Derek Fisher era, the Hornacek era. That last Hornacek year, was that one of the years they tricked us until Christmas into thinking they could be good? Or is that the year before? Because that I think it might when Derrick Rose was there, and we were like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, okay, yeah, he, that was a Hornacek team. Okay, so the, he, they were they got to what? I think they were fifteen and thirteen. Yeah, something like that. And uh, that was the last time I was tricked into thinking the Knicks were good. Um, and last time it was like kind of fun to watch every game for me. Yeah, no, I've yeah, I've been doing the same thing as you with just for a couple more years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, this has been last, a long one. Last thing, no, it hasn't. 
Cause we're, we're under an hour still. Yeah. It just feels that way because we've been oh, watching okay. the Knicks play. Yeah, that's that's funny. Um, so last thing. This week in Knicks basketball, we play fly back to Madison Square Garden. Well, we'll probably not, they probably don't fly to Madison Square Garden. They probably fly to the airport. <laughs> um, that's a good sorry. one. Sorry, everybody. But their parents got to pick them up at the stage. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I apologize for that. Knicks fly back to New York, have a game at Madison Square Garden against the Atlanta Hawks, who are as bad as the Knicks, but they just lost to the Lakers by five. They had a chance to tie it, and they they didn't. They so just, it was a close game. They just recently had uh, – who are they playing against where they had the big comeback at the end? The Heat. The Heat, the yes. Heat. That's the one. Yep. They were beating the Heat by six points with under a minute left. And Trey Young says it's over, and then it was not over. They believe the Heat from that point went on a 16 to zero run to end regulation in overtime. I think the Hawks scored at the end of overtime to to not make it a thing. So, so not make it a shutout from that point. Right. All right. So, Big Baby David, it's just me and you now. Kenny's computer died for the for the moment. He said he's coming back, but we'll see. We don't really need we'll him. We're, we're about to close this thing. So we play the Hawks on the Tuesday. Friday and Saturday, we got a back-to-back at Miami, then back in New York against Milwaukee. Hmm. So what are you thinking? Are you thinking we're beating the Hawks? I guess that's the only question yeah, I have. I, th- cause I, think we, I think we get the Hawks, although they've been playing better of late and are really hungry for a win because they haven't had one in a little while either. So I could see them losing that game. And keeping the others, trying to keep the others close, because the Hawks have lost four in a row uh, entering tonight, yeah. which I guess isn't isn't that crazy, because uh, yeah, maybe I'm six just and twenty-one to losing. Yeah, but I mean, when you're six and twenty-one, and you just assume that you're on a long losing streak. Yeah, same record. So, yeah, I mean, but if we go further back than this, this four-game losing streak, so it's four losses, a win. Loss, win, but before that was the long losing streak. Mm-hmm. Three, six, nine, ten. Ten game losing streak. So they lost fifteen out of seventeen. So that's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're hungry for a win. They're they're hungry for a win. And so we're gonna say, have, and they have Trey Young, who is the best, gonna be the best player like on that on the court at game time. I think. Yes, he's yes. been having some troubles with the team. I think there's been a That's lot of true. a lot of blow ups lately, um, and I think they recently promised him that they were going to bring him reinforcements, which is funny because they are so far behind in the standings. And they had two like top ten picks last year. Some of the Knicks would do. <laughs> we're for six and twenty one. We we need to bring in a ringer. <laughs> maybe they need Marcus Morris. You guys ever think of that? Hey, whoever wants to give us a pick, you can have him. Best pick gets him. That's it. That's the only requirement. They own yeah. the pick determined by the Nets record. So uh, we'll take that one. All right. Um, Kenny, do you think we beat the Hawks? Yeah. Oh, we're good. we're playing some good basketball right now. We almost right. we just played a good game against the Nuggets. All right. Do you think we beat the Heat in Miami? Uh, or do you think Miami, we Miami? I f- feel like no. I, I, are, haven't the Heat been ridiculously good in Miami? The Heat have been pretty good all season. Haven't lost a home game, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe the Lakers just gave them their first home loss. Miami. All right. Well, besides that, do you think we beat the Bucks on the second night of a back-to-back? They're currently on an 18-game winning streak. <laughs> oh, no doubt. That 18 is coming to an end. <laughs> good. Back-to-back, flying back, so it's not like we're getting back-to-back, but it's home for both of us, for both of our games. Yeah, so the Heat are 11-1 and at home, so we're going to say a 1-2 and week coming at you. We beat the Hawks. Close loss to the... I said I said they beat the Bucks too. Oh, close loss to the Hawks, or no, close loss to the Heat, and a buzzer-beater loss to the Bucks. Remember when Giannis hit a buzzer beater against us and then someone else hit a buzzer beater like a week later? Lance Thomas? Was that over Lance Thomas? Sounds Yeah, right. probably. <laughs> Sad times. 
right. I think that's all I got for you guys. Think I'll so. try to be more positive. I'm going to try to be more positive next week because this this no, week I, I felt that like I was telling you guys the Knicks are the worst team ever, which is no longer the case apparently. Yeah, there's at least one team worse than them currently. Knicks went two and two this week. That's good enough. If that they played two and two basketball all season, they'd be in the playoffs mm-hmm. in either conference. That's true. It's good stuff. All right. I mean, that's all I got. Um, it was great talking to you guys. Um, Follow us on Twitter at, at Talkin' Knicks. Follow Big Baby David on uh, YahooSports.com. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Piccolo at Tom underscore Piccolo. He does uh, video analysis kind of sometimes. I don't know. He writes articles. Tom's yeah. a good guy. He'll be on the midweek pod this week. We took a bye Great week from subscribe. that this week. Um, but th- that'll be back. And last most important thing, um, Marco... I don't know where you're at. We got your T-shirt. Just let us know. And everyone else, um, if you're feeling generous, just leave a five-star review. This was a podcast episode that got a little off the rails, which was fun. So <laughs> <Yeah>. tell <I> us, <laughs> leave a five-star review. Tell us your favorite part of this episode. And Mar- and just please do that. Marco, right. you can you can DM us on Twitter, or you can um, <laughs> if you can find Big Baby David in person and ask him. <laughs> just any way you can contact us, just let us let us know, and we'll uh, we'll get you that shirt. You can DM Jake. Right. Everyone can DM Jake. Um, that's fine. Just for fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been a fun time. Leave a five star review, and have a good night. Have a good week. Next tape.